0: What is good everyone and welcome to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. My name is Kyle and I'm here with Dylan and Christian this week. We have a load show for you guys today, but as always we'll break down the weekly shows going over any stories from all the different promotions. We will be reviewing WWE's Backlash 2016 event. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WJTW19 to give us a five star rating on whatever platform you use to listen to the show. So Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week?
1: All right, boys, so it seems that CM Punk is everywhere but AEW these days. Um, It was reported that he was backstage at the Impact Wrestling tapings in Chicago, Illinois. Um, Numerous pictures were posted. He posed with uh, Jordan Grace, uh, which she posted, I believe, on her Twitter. Ricky Morton, who I think works for Impact as some sort of producer, posted a picture with Punk. Uh, A lot of fan pictures were taken outside the arena. But the big thing is he was also backstage this past Monday at Raw. Remember, (laughs) Christian told us that CM Punk was backstage at Raw. We said, BS, you're a liar. And then all these reports came out. So uh, kudos to Christian for breaking news. Yeah. Kind of like our own Adam Schefter here. But uh, yeah, so Punk was backstage at Raw, apparently. Cleared up some past heat with The Miz. Had a brief conversation with Triple H. And then he was asked to leave the venue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was only there about 20, 30 minutes. Security escorted him out. Which,
0: By Vince.
1: Yeah. Reportedly, yeah. Vince McMahon made the call to security that, hey, he's not supposed to be back there. He didn't leave with a fight. He just, you know, he was like, all right, cool. No worries. And then he and then he dipped. So, uh, Punk is everywhere but AEW, like I said. Um, Eric Bischoff also called CM oh. Punk. And I quote, a desperate little bitch and a piece of garbage.
0: Dude, he going backstage?
1: Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, dude, I saw this literally right before we hit record, and I'm like, I have to throw in the Eric Bischoff stuff. Oh, dude, Bischoff. Um, Bischoff's a big punk guy. Yeah. Yeah, he put – he he says, as far as punk goes, I wouldn't give that piece of garbage the leverage. Uh, Talking about the uh, stadium show in London. I wouldn't want him to think for a second he's the reason the event sold out or got close to or whatever it is. I wouldn't let him. Even for a moment, think he had anything to do with the success of what I was doing over in the UK. If I was Tony, and then he called him a desperate piece of garbage for being backstage at Raw, um, or a desperate <laughs> little bitch. My bad. Gotta get the quotes right. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think about Punk showing up in every wrestling promotion but yeah. AEW these days?
0: You know, I, I think it's just it's just a matter of time before he goes go to AEW, um, and I'll. I'll touch on that here in just a little bit. But um, I don't think it's that big a deal, to be completely honest with you. I yes. think he's just making the rounds, seeing some of his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Grace is jacked. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Wow. Her arms big as my Yeah, dude, incredible. But, no, I really like the conversation with him and Triple H, maybe clearing some stuff for possibly AEW and WWE down the road. Because let's be honest, you know, as much as we don't want to say it, CM Punk is the biggest draw in AEW. So yeah. if things are cleared up with him and Triple H, who knows? Um, and then him making, you know, seeing some uh, fresh faces and impacts, never a bad thing. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think people no. are just,
2: you know, over. Throwing after. it out of proportion. Yep. yep.
0: Right, what I do agree. you think, Christian?
2: I mean, the the Raw appearance, I mean, that was in Chicago. So it is, but it isn't surprising. It's his hometown. He was seeing some of Probably his friends he had back in WWE. Mm-hmm. Impact one I found just kind of out of nowhere. I, I would have never expected to see his face in Impact. I mean, he's not going. He's not going to go there. People are blowing this out portion like, oh my God, he's appearing there or he's signed there. It's like no, he's just probably seeing people he knows and yeah. to catch up with, and he's not obviously not on TV and AEW, so he's got plenty of time to go do what he wants. Mm-hmm. AEW need him? No, but that's a different story. It's just him seeing his friends and stuff and coming in to say hi, and he left, from what Dylan said, just pretty easily when Vince told him to leave. He was like, okay. Yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah, so see,
1: I'm on the flip of it. When I saw that he appeared backstage at Impact, I didn't really bat an eye at it because Impact and AEW have had a working relationship in the past. Um, It was the WWE one that shocked me, just due to all the bad blood. You know, he hasn't shown up there and has, hasn't been in WWE for almost a decade. Um, hasn't had really any conversations with WWE outside the, the the Fox deal where he was working for mm. WWE backstage, but that wasn't with WWE. The general message that, I, that, that everyone's kind of reporting is that Punk just kind of wanted to mend fences and clear the air um like i said he had a lengthy conversation with the Miz. reportedly had a brief conversation with triple h there's a lot of people who think that cm punk is trying to go to wwe i don't think that's the case i think like i said he's just trying to mend fences everyone's older now everyone's a little more mature now you would think um well
0: yeah well (laughs) yeah
1: um but i mean like good for him for trying to clear the air but also in light of all the all-out stuff that happened last fall it does sound like a different CM Punk. He's supposed to have a one-on-one meeting with Jericho soon. Or actually, I think he did, and apparently did. they went well. Um, so who knows? Maybe this is a a slightly more mature CM Punk, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah,
0: man, I would not give my hopes up just yet, but yeah. who knows? All right, Christian, what do you got?
2: Well, really quick before we move on to mine, people think that CM Punk's one day come back to WWE, and it's just not true. See – Yes, he doesn't like Vince McMahon. We get that. But he had more problems with Triple H than he did Vince as wrestlers. So do you really think he'll come back to work under him when he's had a creative?
0: I think if the money's right, he
1: would. Oh, yeah. Money talks. I yep. don't know. Oh, yeah. And Punk said before the AEW deal, remember, he was like, I would return to wrestling for a big fat check. Yep. And then Tony Khan throws him a big fat check. Remember, before the AEW deal, He was reportedly in talks with WWE. So I don't think it's as far. Yeah, just didn't want to pay him. Yeah. Remember, Fox was going to pay part of his salary reportedly. Yeah. But,
2: yeah.
0: And then Vince happened. Yep. All right, Christian, what do you got?
2: All right. So going a little bit on my comfort zone, I'm going to be talking a little bit about New Japan. So a week after losing her IWGP women's title, you guys know who I'm leaning towards, Mercedes Monet has been announced that on Sunday, May twenty-first, at the Resurgence event, she will be involved in the inaugural engine, or excuse me, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Women's Championship tournament. She will face Stephanie McQue- McQueer? Yeah, 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 yeah. In round one, while on the other side of the bracket in round one, Momo Koga will face Willow Nightingale. It's a four-person tournament, and the winners of those two matches will face in the finals.
0: Yeah. no, I, I mean, it, It's setting up Nightingale versus Mercedes. I think they've alluded to it a couple times. They've mentioned it on social media. Um, I, I saw this, and I mean, I, I don't see it, how Mercedes doesn't win this. Um, but I, I think they – they want to do that match. Um, it's not a match that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, to be uh, completely honest with you, but um, you know, a fresh matchup and uh, never a bad thing for New Japan to uh, showcase some new
1: talent. Yeah, which is something that they haven't quite done as well as they should have in the past. So I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, Mercedes is probably going to win this, um, which is going to get some moans and groans from a lot of people. I think she's a better wrestler than people give her credit for. I'm not saying she's top tier talent uh but i mean new japan's treating her like a star and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing there there's definitely more talented wrestlers on the roster but
2: you no, know, it is what it is i'm not mad about it she's got a great presentation and a great look so. she's a great entertainer
0: one of the best in wrestling for a persona look i mean you All can't time. deny it i mean she just, oh, yeah. she's got that star power so she's got
1: that swag about her yeah yep. absolutely
0: yeah, all right, so going to mine real quick. So according to RussellNews.com, since AEW is preparing for the launch of their new Saturday night show called Collision, airing June 17th, the company is looking to add some major names for the launch. Obviously CM Punk, I assume, could be involved, along with someone we just talked about, mercedes Monet. The show will be two hours long on TNT, so there will be a lot of time to showcase the talent. So that begs the question, what names do you guys think could be on their way to EW for the launch? Obviously, we'll talk about someone in just a second. Christian will touch on it. But uh, what other names do you think could pop up for the uh, at collision?
2: From other companies?
0: Kota Ibushi, I think, makes the
2: most sense. I could see a Matt Cardona going there. Yep,
0: that's just what I was about to say.
2: Name more out there because he's not going. I to- don't know. I don't I
0: don't know. it. I think he's going the indie scene.
2: He is, but he knows, and we all know, he's too talented for the indie scene. It's not a bad—I mean, it's not a bad thing. He's wrestling in, in the indie scene because he's making money. Yep. He, oh, he's making big money, but he can face JY, Darby Allen, Adam Cole, who I'm going to talk about. Yes. Maybe Kenny Omega. I mean, Kenny Omega, Matt Cardona would be a fine match to me. He's a name I kind of expect to be there. Yeah, Cardona... That's that's
0: if they use him well.
1: Right, yeah. Cardona to AEW is interesting because AEW would let him still do the indie stuff. Yep, yeah. WWE wouldn't. So if he cares about the money that he's making on the indies and, you know, being the belt collector and the indie god, which is like his persona, AEW makes the most sense. WWE would probably give him more money up front, and obviously Chelsea Green is there, so you have that. But, you know... Everyone's saying Cardona to uh, WWE is a lock, but like I said, AEW is gonna let him do the indie stuff that WWE won't.
0: Well, so... AEW, I don't know if you saw but they have cracked down a little bit on the on the indie stuff, especially yep. with like their bigger names. Like they don't really want Mox going and doing all this different stuff with GCW. Um Ooh, I really just think it like it just matters of who it is. <laughs> like I know Ethan Page does stuff here and there. But um, I, I think they've cracked down a little bit. I don't know how, like, loose they would be with a Cardona. But um, I, I do know they have cracked down a little bit with India parents and
1: in AEW. He can, he can negotiate that in. He can yeah. negotiate that in. The, yeah.
2: the thing about the Cardona going to WWE right now, Vince is still lingering around. And we know how his run with WWE ended as Zack Ryder. I don't... I don't think he wants to even think about going down that path, especially with Vince lingering around because there's just no telling. It seems like day after day things are changing. Who's in charge? Who's doing what? I don't think Cardona wants to be a part of that right now. Well, to be fair, to counteract
1: that argument, people said the same thing about Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes. Just saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you guys ready to move on? All right. So, uh, Christian, you got AEW this week.
2: All right. Starting with Rampage. Jay White and Juice Robinson defeat Ricky Starks and Sean Spears in a solid tag match. Yeah. My boy, rock
1: hard Juice Robinson. Whatever. Shut
2: up. Lisa's on TV. Jay Leaf. Yes. True. (laughs) Orange Cassidy defeated Bandito to retain his international championship. Really quick. I know we all think of Orange Cassidy. He's been champion for 200 days. But can we appreciate him being a fighting champion at the least?
1: Oh yeah, yeah he, he does. He puts his yeah. Up. I mean, our truth defended the twenty four seven title like eight hundred times. Don't so.
0: even compare the two. <laughs> Continue. And I don't ahead. like Orange Cassidy, but you can't you can't compare the two.
2: Go on. <laughs> Sadly, up next, Jeff Jarrett defeats Dax Harwood. Why? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and this <laughs> dude, J, dude, double J, man's on fire, dude. Double comp- J, what a guy! This match, it, Jeff Jarrett looked terrible. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: he does. It, well, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> the Four Pillars tournament started. Sammy Guevara defeated Darby Allen after Allen was caught with his skateboard. It was a DQ finish, which I guess to protect Darby. Kind of makes sense, but in a tournament like this, first off, sounds like they're not going with the fatal four way match between the four pillars. Oh, they are. Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: considering that that match ends in DQ, it's not I really. think it's the only way win. that
0: they can do it. No, I no. Would I prefer a one on one? I'm mean, honestly, prefer- I think right now, I think Sammy. the hottest match you do is Guevara. Yeah, MJF. Sammy,
1: Sammy, and MJF would I think be a I
0: think matches. that's the one you do right now, and then maybe do Darby. I, I, it might be a hot take. I'm not too interested in Jungle Boy right now.
2: Oh, no, I'm not either. Why not do the Fatal
1: 4-Way at the stadium
0: show?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And no, ha-
0: well, we got to see who's there, what's yeah. Punk doing, stuff like that. Well, Punk's going to wrestle the Elite. I yeah, guarantee It's going to well, be I FCR just, and Punk. I just don't elite. think they need to. It just does not make a whole lot of sense.
1: He's yeah, it's they, either they, they that or he's do. wrestling Jericho. You
0: pick. No, they need to do they need to do Punk in FTR versus the Blackpool Combat Club. That would Ooh, be that's be a nice. that's a fresh match. Yeah, you know I CM Punk returning yeah. as a baby face. I
1: I think that I think that's the money match. Right, yeah. So yeah, why not do the Fatal Four Way at um, All yeah. In and uh, at be. Double or Nothing? Just do Guevara and MJF.
2: I think that's your story right now. But go on. Uh, I'll see this one in the end. Jade Cargill retained her championship against Taya Valkyrie. She's never losing that thing. No. <laughs> you bring in Taya Valkyrie. She's a big name. And she had the upper hand in this feud going into this match, if you ask me. I mean, the way she was cutting promos towards Jade. It felt like she was winning this match. And it felt like her winning was going to be the right thing. But they, they still can't get the strap off Jade. Yeah,
0: Taya, I worry about her in AW, but go on. Yeah, I do
2: too. Kenny Omega and Kanosuke Takeshita defeated the Butcher. it's a tough one. Yeah, I know. Defeated the Butcher and the Blade. And finally, we got the debut of Roderick Strong coming to the aid of Adam Cole when the Jericho Appreciation Society tried to attack Cole. Undisputed yeah. error, anybody? Yeah. Yeah, Triple yeah. H is crying somewhere. Oh, oh, oh well, yeah. Well, here so here's the thing.
0: I Roderick Strong, I love him. I'm very glad for him. But isn't Roderick Strong what they have a lot of? Mm-hmm. They have really good wrestlers who aren't known for character work. And it just seems like that's what their roster is right now. Now, obviously it makes a lot of sense for him to be aiding Cole, but 6 months down the line, what is he going to be doing? Is he still going to be with Cole? Is he going to be on his own? What's his stick coal. going to be? like? I, I, I'm i kind of like lost of what he's going to do.
2: I think he's going to turn on Cole in a few months, and they're going to have that feud.
1: Right, that makes sense. I don't know. I think the longer he's paired with Cole, the more relevant he's going to be. I love Roger Strong too, but he's going to get lost in the shuffle. We've seen yeah. this so many times with these signings. I think he'll be treated better on the front end of it, being paired with Adam Cole. Um, Everyone is, yep. Yeah, but on the backside, I think Roger Strong's just going to be another signing
2: that doesn't do much. And that's unfortunate
0: because he's so good. Look at Keith Lee. I mean. (laughs) Oh,
2: oh. (laughs) Uh, Keith Lee and, uh, um... oh, God, who is it? Who is it? it? Dylan, did you watch AEW this week? I did not. I I,
0: didn't. I didn't literally see any results you said what
2: he formed a team with um oh god i should have wrote this was day. it
0: dustin rhodes
2: uh, <laughs> uh i don't remember but uh whoever it is their team name is called natural naturally limitless
1: naturally. oh it's probably dustin
2: rhodes then yeah
1: because he went by, by the, the yeah. natural didn't he that one boy. oh boy
0: uh well that's aw this week everyone
2: <laughs> yeah um up and down.
0: Uh, yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I didn't watch it, but from the sounds of it. But uh, we got to go to Dylan with the WWE news because this is probably going to take a minute. This um, is going to take an hour. I Just go as quick as you can. I only know one thing to happen on Raw. I don't know any draft results. So, go on. Yeah,
1: I'm going to just fly through the um, match results, and then we'll talk about the draft. Yeah. So, on Raw, the Bloodline defeated LWO uh, after hitting the 1D on Cruz del Toro. three Profits... Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. After Montez Ford hit the most beautiful frog splash ever seen in my entire life. Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Raquel Rodriguez defeated Damage Control via pinfall when Belair hit Bailey with the K.O.D. Bronson Reed took out his backlash opponents Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley, uh, gaining momentum to that title match that I just mentioned. Mustafa Ali defeated Chad Gable in a very entertaining match. Ali, being from Chicago, gets the hometown crowd support. Gable hit a dragon suplex, which is just, uh, he's, he's just a freaking nature. I hope he picks up some wins in 2023. Uh, Seth Rollins and Omos had a big face-to-face. <laughs> uh, they, it, it says they exchanged words, but this was mostly just Seth Rollins talking to Omos, and Omos is standing there looking stupid. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Finn Balor put on a uh, pro wrestling clinic. Uh, Cody Rhodes picks up the win over Balor with the Crossroads. Rey Mysterio defeated Damian Priest via DQ after hitting uh, Mysterio with a chair. Priest hit Mysterio with a chair. Bad Bunny comes out with a kendo stick, beats the living hell out of Damian Priest. And now a match good. Looks very good. And a match is now made official. Damian Priest will face Bad Bunny at Backlash in a street fight. Well, Monday Night Raw was dominated by one headline and one headline only. Triple H said after the draft, wherever Roman Reigns gets drafted, he will take the Undisputed title with him and the opposite brand will be given the brand-new World Heavyweight (laughs) Championship. This has gotten a lot of scrutiny. A lot of people are calling it a participation trophy. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think the Universal title will eventually be just wiped out. It's just going to be gone. They're just going to carry the WWE title and call it the Undisputed title for a little bit. Um, When Roman eventually drops the belts, I think they'll just carry the one belt. Um, I think the World Heavyweight title, a lot of people say it's a cheesy design. It's probably the best-looking belt or one of the best-looking belts they currently have.
2: In wrestling.
1: yeah, This doesn't doesn't make sense to me because so many fans have been clamoring, oh, we need the big gold belt back. We need it back. We need it back. And then they give it back, and they're like, why are they creating another world title? It's stupid. It's like wrestling fans are just wrestling fans. They just won't get over it. But I think the belt looks gorgeous. I think it's the best-looking world title that they have. Probably the best-looking belt that they have. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be really cool. And he said that the uh, the champion will be crowned at Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. Probably one of the reasons why the name was changed. Uh, on the SmackDown, LA Knight defeated Pete Dunne. That was actually a pretty fine match. I wish it. Went hey, did
0: did they change his name yet? No.
1: No, okay. he's still he's still Butch. Um, but yeah, uh, the Street Profits defeated LWO and Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Wait, what?
2: That doesn't make any sense. It was, a, it was a triple threat tag team match. Yeah,
1: right, 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 right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Triple threat tag. Uh, Street Profits defeated LWO and Braun Strowman and Ricochet uh, after Montez Ford hits another frog splash on Ricochet. Selena Vega defeats Sonia Deville via pinfall. Uh, Rhea Ripley tried to attack Vega after the match, uh, but Vega reversed it into a DDT, getting the upper hand on the champion. The OC returns and lays out the Viking Raiders. Uh, oh, the after... OC?
0: Just the tag team, right?
1: No. Uh, it was uh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Mia Yim, and AJ Styles makes oh, his return for wow. injury. Oh
0: Good. Good. I'm, I'm so glad for Mia. Good.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn successfully retain their tag team titles over the Usos in the main Ooh. events. Good. Uh, very, very fine match. Yep. Wasn't as good as their Mania match. But yeah, but come on. It's That's still great. So let's go over the draft results here, boys. So, I'm not going to go round around. round. I'm just going to say what brand got who. So, for SmackDown, SmackDown drafts, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman as a package deal. They also get Becky Lynch. They get the Street Profits. Um, They get Edge, Bobby Lashley, the OC, like I mentioned. Um, All four members, AJ Styles, Anderson Gallows, and Mia Yim. They get damage control and they get Alba Fire and Isla Dawn from NXT. Who is Alba Fire? They are the tag team champs down there. Alba Fire. I Was think, her name changed? Yeah, I think it's a uh, it Kylie Ray. Yeah. Wait, what? That's yeah, Kylie Ray. Yeah, I think she got a name change. Yeah. Looks oh, familiar. The dumbest anyway,
0: name I have ever heard in my life. But uh, hopefully they change that. Go on.
1: Look it up. Uh, and on the Raw side. Raw's first pick was Cody Rhodes, followed by Obviously. Becky Lynch and all of Imperium.
0: Wait, wait, um, wait. So, where's Becky? I think you said Becky Lynch twice. Where yeah. is she
1: going? Becky Lynch is on Raw. Bianca Belair is on SmackDown. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Imperium as a whole. So, uh, all three members Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, on The Raw? Miz, okay. Shinsuke Nakamura, and Indy Hartwell get drafted to Raw. Ooh. Now, those are the. Um, those are the ones that took place on TV. Okay. Um, then there was on the SmackDown Lowdown show, which is their online show. Um, there were a bunch of other names. I'm trying to pull that up real quick. So on Raw, the Raw, uh Raw gets the Viking Raiders, uh, Eric Ivar and Valhalla. They get Dexter Loomis, they get Candice LaRay. Uh, maximum male models: Natalia, Apollo Cruz, Chelsea Green, and Sonya Deville. Um, oh. uh, Zoe Stark, and Ooh. JD McDonough. Ooh. Zoe and, Stark! Um, oh, and SmackDown gets uh, Lacey Evans. They get all of Hit Row. Uh, the combination of Omos and MVP, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, and Von Wagner. Oh, okay, wait, no. they definitely lost that. <laughs> no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. I messed up. I messed up. So they only got the first names that I mentioned. They only got um
0: They got hit row, right? Yeah. And Lacey Evans. Yes. Okay. They got
1: they got Hit Row and Lacey Evans. That's all they drafted on lowdown. Um, it says then, Are
0: the others free agents?
1: It says the combination of Omos and MVP, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, and Von Wagner were not picked, meaning they are free agents. So, remember, only half the roster was draft eligible for night one. The other half will be on night two. So, that answers a lot of questions of, like, where's Seth Rollins? Why wasn't he drafted? He'll be drafted tonight. Well, um, is
2: going to Raw.
1: Yeah, Rollins yes. is going to Raw. Yeah. Um, also, Roman Reigns getting drafted to SmackDown confirms that the World Heavyweight title will be on Raw. And all signs, I think, are pointing at Seth Rollins being the champion at Night of Champions. I think that's about the be being in the. So. W-
0: at least, but well, we he'll don't be know. in the what match
1: if, for sure. He'll be what if match.
0: Omos beats him, then it might not, you know. Omos
1: is a free agent,
0: yeah. But what, what yeah, but they're still having the match at backlash. What if Omos beats him and Shut then, up. and don't then me. what's his momentum?
1: Seth Rollins is winning at backlash, he, and I think he, so he's so gonna he'd be, lose,
0: he'd lose to the worst wrestler in the world and then get a title. No, Omos, no, huh? he's
1: beating Omos at backlash, not even a debate. I'm locking that prediction in right now, and if he loses, I don't know. I might, I might stop watching.
0: I don't That's know. That's I, I think you guys are going to be a little surprised. I think Olmos is winning. We're <laughs> going to have an
1: all-out rant if if <laughs> Seth Rollins loses at Backlash. We'll have to. Well, have Christian you know who's called show. that would be. Yeah, yeah, you know who's called that would be. Yeah, we're going to have to have Christian on the show if Seth Rollins loses. We have to make the phone call. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'd have those of- are. <laughs> Those are the draft results as of now. Like I said, the second half of the roster will be drafted tonight. Hence the reason why none of Judgment Day was mentioned. Uh, Seth Rollins, like I said. Everyone
0: else, basically. Yeah, basically
1: everyone else. Um, And there's also going to be some more NXT draftees, most likely. I venture to guess probably Grayson Waller might get his name called tonight.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: But super stoked for Indy Hartwell going to Raw. And then it sounds like... Um, like I said, Loomis and LeRae were already drafted. Raw yeah, that down. is
0: perfect. Uh, Gargano's going there too. Yeah, Gargano I
1: mean, wasn't yeah. draft eligible this past week. He will be tonight. Okay. Uh, so I suspect Gargano is getting drafted to raw and they're going to form all four of them together again, which will be With the super,
0: way. super cool. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, dude, some of those segments, uh,
1: were gold. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I got from WWE this week. No, A lot to unravel there.
0: I think the most underrated one you said was Zoe Stark. I, I, Dude, got- Zoe. So I remember seeing her. She was a black and gold girl that went to two I think she dominated two and was really getting her footing in black and gold. I think this is someone you can really build the roster around. Like this, I, I think she's a million bucks. Her and Larey, woo, that could go really, really well. But um, I, I'm really excited for you know everyone, and um. I'm hoping, you know, maybe they use Mustafa and Dolph in, like, a putting over other talent on each show um, just because I, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of plans for them. So, just, you know, Dolph would be on Raw, take a loss. They could go weeks, to you know, NXT. The, or they could go to NXT. I mean, I mean, neither guy needs it, but, you, you know,
1: yeah, NXT, give another. Uh, NXT, NXT is not drafting anyone. Their roster is draft eligible, though. Right. Um, Put a so no loss not- on there. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you i think that's a smart move
0: i mean i i no honestly i think I, I just don't know how you can look at him and say he's ready for the runs i i just don't know unless yeah, i'm no. unless i'm missing something but almost but, might uh, be
1: world heavyweight champion from saudi arabia yeah,
0: maybe but yeah. um we're going to be uh we're going to be going quickly to the indies this week are you guys ready <laughs> yeah all right so this week i'll be highlighting ragin pro wrestling based out of green bay wisconsin Highlighting Ooh. some of the action, starting with Casey Lennox beat Brooke Tanner with a roll up. Misa Kate defeated Leslie La Moneca to win the RPW Glamour title. Garrison Creed beat Aaron Arsenal with a big running knee. And in the main event for the RPW Women's title, Heather Reckless took on Tiffany Nieves. This match was dead even, but you could tell early on that the length of Tiffany could be a factor in this contest. A set of arm drags by both until Reckless unloads chops in the corner. Tiffany connects with a crossbody. I just love how even this match was. They read each other like a book. But in the end, Scorpion suplex, middle rope moonsault, and Heather Reckless is the RPW Women's Champion. Loved all the near falls and great way to cap the night. My MVP of the night goes to Casey Lennox. I hope I'm saying that right. Love her attitude in the ring, selling each moment beautifully, and really making Brooke Tanner look like a million bucks by the end of the night. Go check out Raging Pro Wrestling based out of Green Bay, Wisconsin on YouTube with my MVP being Casey Lennox, L-E-N-N-O-X.
1: Awesome, awesome stuff. We'll be sure to tag the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week so you guys can give them a like and a follow. Promotion's based out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is Town, USA. We're winning the Super Bowl again this year after a banger draft that we had.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you want to place a bet on it? Yeah, no, what a <laughs> <Yeah>. joke. <laughs> um, put your bank account on it, Dylan.
1: Yeah, put your bank account on Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm still, still upset.
2: Anyway, let's get
1: back to wrestling. Uh, but awesome stuff like always.
0: Yeah, and a lot of uh, recognizable names on there, too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, Dylan, uh, do you want to get in this day in history segment? All
1: right, so today is May 1st. All of these dates will be May 1st. Are you guys ready? I got some doozies lined up. Yep. Yep. All right, May 1st, 1981, Harley Race defeats Tommy Rich to recapture the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. In 1986, WWE taped the sixth edition of Saturday Night's Main Event from Providence Civic Center in Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. The show would air on NBC two days later. The opening match saw Hulk Hogan and the Junkyard Dog defeat Terry and Haas Funk. The main event was a two-out-of-three falls match for the WWF Tag Team Championships. The match saw the British Bulldogs, Davey Boy Smith, and the Dynamite Kid defeat Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkoff two-to-one to, one to wow. win the titles. In 1998... Joey Matthews won the Omega light heavyweight title after feeding kid dynamo in 2000 on an episode of Monday night raw tag team champions edge and Christian made their way to the ring on the microphone edge said that he knows everyone is disappointed that they didn't run through the crowd because it's a bit much it's become a bit much instead for the next five minutes we will pose for everyone for the benefit of flash photography And so the famous five-second pose was born on this day in 2000. In 2004, at CZW Apocalypse in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Chris Hero defeated Jimmy Rave to win the CZW Iron Man title. In 2005, WWE held their Backlash event from Manchester, New Hampshire in front of 14,000 fans. Here's the results of the card. Shelton Benjamin defeated Chris Jericho. Uh, to win, to retain, excuse me, the uh, Intercontinental Championship, Rosie and the Hurricane defeated Tajiri, <laughs> Tajiri and William Regal. Um, Edge defeated Chris Benoit in a Last Man Standing. Chris Masters defeated Melissa Coates in a Master Lock Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Kane, accompanied by Lita, defeated Viscera, accompanied by Trish Stratus. Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels defeated Muhammad Asana, and Davari. <laughs> and in the main event Batista defeated Triple H to retain the World Heavyweight Championship what a, what a card what a card <laughs> I, I love 2005 WWE they're some of my favorite pay-per-views to watch uh, in 2006 Joey Styles quote quit as play-by-play commentator on Monday Night Raw with one of the most effective work shoot promos in WWE history after targeting Vince McMahon and others with a scathing speech, Styles pulled the wwe branded collar off of his microphone and resigned. The angle was designed to remove Styles from Raw to allow him to act as lead commentator for the soon-to-be-relaunched ECW brand. In 2011, WWE held their Extreme Rules pay-per-view from Tampa, Florida in front of roughly 10,000 fans. Here's the card for that show. Mm. Randy Orton defeated CM Punk in a last-man-standing match after hitting him with an RKO from the top rope. Kofi Kingston defeated Sheamus to win the United States Championship. Michael Cole and Jack Swagger defeated Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler in a country (laughs) whipping match. (laughs) Rey Mysterio defeated Cody Rhodes in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Layla defeated Michelle McCool in a no-disqualification loser-leaves WWE match. Post-match, Michelle McCool was beaten down by the debuting Karma, also known as Awesome Kong, from her TNA days. Christian defeated Alberto Del Rio in a ladder match to win the vacated World Heavyweight Championship for the first time in his career. Big Show and Kane defeated Wade Barrett and Ezekiel Jackson Jackson in a Lumberjack match to win the WWE Tag Team titles. And John Cena defeated The Miz and John Morrison in a triple threat steel cage match to win the wwe championship we just lost kyle Good. <laughs> hang on let me get him back <laughs> oops here we go
2: are you cutting the recording or
1: no no we did this last week when you <laughs> disappeared and uh we're just gonna do it again right. so i'm gonna send him a uh, post so i guess i'll talk to you after the match, um, after the show went off the air, John Cena announced to the live audience that Osama bin Laden had been assassinated. <laughs> it's so wild. We'll wait for uh, Kyle to get back in here. In 2016, WWE held their payback pay-per-view from Chicago, Illinois. Here's the results for that card as Kyle now gets back into the recording. What happened?
0: Uh, someone called me, and I couldn't get back in. But go on.
1: Losers. Uh, in 2016, 20- oh, we also uh, just talked about how John Cena told the uh, crowd in Tampa, Florida after Extreme Rules went off the air that uh, the United States had killed Osama Bin Laden. Anyway, oh, wow. now you're called to I remember to that. Yeah, I remember yep. that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in 2016, WWE held their payback pay-per-view from Chicago, Illinois. Here's the results from that show. Number one contenders match between Enzo Amore and Big Cass against the VOD villains ended in a no contest after Amore hit his head on the ring mat. This is the uh, famous botch of Enzo Amore trying to, I think, baseball slide out of the ring from, a, uh, from an Irish whip. I'm not sure. You can ask Simon Gotch. He's a big Enzo Amore guy. Oh boy. <laughs> Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn following a pop-up powerbomb. Uh the Miz successfully retained the Intercontinental Championship in a match against Cesaro. Dean Ambrose defeated Chris Jericho via pinfall. In a repeat of the infamous Montreal job, Charlotte Flair defeated Natalya when the referee Charles Robinson called for the bell as Charlotte applied the sharpshooter, def- despite no submission actually happening. And in the main event, Roman Reigns successfully defended his WWE world title against AJ Styles. And uh, today is the birthday of AC Romero and John Hendry. So happy birthday. All right. A Go lot stuff. happened in that segment. We lost Kyle for a moment. We talked about uh, some names that we don't normally talk about on this show. Like uh, but yeah. Muhammad Hassan? Muhammad Hassan got a, got a read. Osama Bin Laden got a read. Uh, uh, Crispin got one. Yeah. A yeah.
0: Time. Yeah, a lot of a... yeah who? who is that? Yeah, I have no idea. All right. Well, we're going to move along. We're going to the top five power ranking segment. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. All right. Number five goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling's Jado. He is 54 years old, but still competing at a very high level for one of the company's best stables. This week, G.O.D. became two-in-one in tag team matches with wins over the Bullet Club, which is never an easy thing to do. Feel like Jado has become somewhat overshined by the others in that stable, but letting him get some big wins over big-time competition could be a step in the right direction for Giotto. Number four. Goes to WWE's Raquel Gonzalez. I'm not saying Rodriguez. There are, some, <laughs> there are very few on the main roster that have raised their stock more than Raquel, and she is a Triple H girl, which does not hurt either. This week, she won a six-woman tag team match like Dylan said on Raw, retained her tag titles with Live on a House Show, and even wrestled Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Woman's title in a dark match on SmackDown. I believe Raquel has a very bright future in the women's division, and she has been one of the best workers as of late that I have seen on Raw or SmackDown. Number three goes to Stardom's Mina Shirakawa. Stardom has been one of... Sorry, sorry. Uh, Stardom had one of their biggest events of the year last week, which was All-Star Grand Queendom, Queendom? Queendom? Something like that. Uh, Mina had a huge match against Saya for the Wonder of Stardom title. In using every move in her arsenal, Mina overcame the odds and became, or sorry, beat Saya in 18 minutes. Mina has been on my radar and someone who has been very, very good as a late. Like, her moveset is one of the very best in wrestling. Look for Mina Shirakawa to get a big push from the company and get more shine as well. Number two goes to Stardom's Mayu Iwatani. Mayu had one of the biggest matches of her career last week. Um, because of her, her opponent was mercedes monet i have not watched this match full through but what i have seen was Mayu carrying stardom on her back yet again and making mercedes look really good in a style she's not used to in the process she won the match and won the iwgp women's title An overall shocking result many thought mercedes would hold that title for a while but Yet another title for Mayu becoming one of the most decorated wrestlers in the industry. But number one goes to Stardom's Tom Nakano. I sound like a broken record at this point. Nakano is one of the most talented wrestlers in the entire world and someone who it's really easy to cheer for. She has a charm about her, physical kicks. She brings the best out of her opponents. This week at Grand Queendom, even... Over the Mayu Mercedes match, she was the main event as she challenged Julia for the World of Startup title. That turned out to be one of the best matches of the year. Nakano captured the title in 24 minutes. Please go watch her stuff if you not already because Tom Nakano is a star and she is ready to explode. So Tom Nakano is number one this week. And Sorry, I got another call halfway through.
1: You're popular right now. <laughs> uh, I'm Not yeah. gonna lie, I'm a little shocked you had a uh, a full Power Five considering the uh, vacation you went on. I didn't know if you. Yeah, fully I was up prepared, till uh,
0: but, uh... dude. I, I was up till about two fifteen doing this.
1: Yeah, you flew in late and then. Uh... Hey, shout yeah. out to Kyle though for yeah. uh, for uh, putting together a full show on probably very minimal. You worked today too, didn't you? Yeah, I think I'm on four hours. What a what a psychopath! That shows how Kyle's committed. So, uh, shout out to you.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, three stardom names this week. Yeah.
1: Doesn't shock oh. me with you, though.
0: No. But uh, <laughs> that event was really good, though. So, go check out some highlights if you're not already. But, alright, everyone. It is now time for our WWE Backlash 2016 reactions. As always, we'll break down every match and give a great at the end. This event was taken place September 11th, 2016 in Richmond, Virginia. They did a really nice 9-11 tribute as well. Uh, really enjoyed that. This Backlash was the first brand exclusive event held since no way out in 2007 and the mm-hmm. first backlash event since 2009 i believe this was a smackdown exclusive event as we saw baron corbin beat apollo Crew- cruise in a pre-show match tjr wrestling gave this a seven and a half out of ten so let's see if we agree you guys ready
1: yes sir do
0: it all right So I also do want to say that this was the first SmackDown live event, too, I believe.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: um, I did want to put that in there. But So we start with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. Just a quick promo, thanking the crowd, getting everyone ready for the night. I do want to let everyone know that Mauro Ranallo, JBL, and David Otunga are on commentary tonight. And we get right into the first match. Wow! I actually really like them throughout the night, but we'll get into that more. Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Carmella, Natalia, and Nikki Bella in a six pack elimination challenge match for the inaugural SmackDown Women's title. Action starts quick, and we get a Becky Naomi sequence. Big kick to the shoulder by Naomi, head scissor by Carmella, Natalia tossing Carmella around ringside. Alexa taking control of the contest, and her heel mannerisms were top tier. Sunset flip to Nikki, basement dropkick to Bliss, and Becky regains momentum. Full Nelson bomb by Naomi, Nikki and Carmella exchange strikes. Alabama Slam by Nikki, Superplex Power Bomb spot by Natalia it was really really cool. This is awesome. Chance also came in. You'd love to see that. Love the aggressiveness by Bliss. Huge need to lynch. Twisting Sunset Flip by Alexa, and she is showing out early. A lot of storytelling in this match as well, which is really enjoyable. Outside springboard splash by Naomi, Superplex Buster Power Bomb. And Alexa Bliss is eliminated. Huge forearm off a springboard by Nikki. Naomi taps out to a figure four way. Uh, That was probably one of the worst tap outs I've ever seen by Naomi. Inverted backbreaker by Nikki and Natalia. And Natalia is eliminated. Carmel rose up Nikki right away. So she is eliminated. So we have Carmella versus Becky Lynch. Bexplex by Becky. Love the intensity of Becky. Uh, She locked in the disarm her and Carmella taps. So Becky is this first ever SmackDown live or SmackDown women's champion going in. I did not think this would be great. I wasn't like excited for it, but Mm -hmm. it turned out to be really entertaining. I did wish they spaced out the eliminations a bit throughout the match. They did a lot of unique moves. Everyone got their chance to shine. Becky looked really strong. Also a bit of storytelling inside the match between Carmella and Nikki this was not perfect by any means, but I thought every woman got their time to shine. And kudos for a very fun opener. Uh, Christian, what'd you think?
2: Yeah, I thought the action here was actually really good, especially at the beginning. I mean quick action through and through. Alexa Bliss. I think she should have went down to the final two. I was really enjoying what she was doing, especially at the start of the match. I don't know. She was eliminated a little too early. The rapid eliminations that came towards the end, I kind of agree, but I think the match had set, his, set its point to that point to where I don't think it hurt the match too much. And Becky winning, I mean, come on. We all knew that before the match was starting. And mm-hmm. she felt like the biggest star out there, and she was.
0: I love the gimmick.
1: I love this yeah. gimmick.
2: Yeah, yeah, I do too.
1: Yeah, this was the Irish last kicker. Yeah. Yep. Uh, of Becky Lynch, yeah, I thought the I thought the match was actually better than than it was gonna be going in. I thought before the eliminations, the match was great. Then the eliminations kind of rushed. It felt mm-hmm. like to me, like 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 you guys said, but I thought the match itself was very good. I thought Carmella actually looked pretty well here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, losing to just a roll up though is kind of cheap, but whatever. Um, but Becky Lynch picks up the big win, big baby face at the time too. This was before her big. Ascent to the top of the card. So it was cool to see her get some shine here. Yeah.
0: And a very different gimmick than what we're used yeah. to nowadays with Becky. But uh, would you guys give it a five starting with you, Dylan?
1: Um, I went 3.1, actually. I thought this was actually a very good match.
0: All right, Christian. I
2: went 3.2.
0: I went 3.3. So uh, we're all around the same there. Uh, we cut to a segment where Bray Wyatt beats down Randy Orton backstage. And we go right to the action. The Usos versus the Hype Bros, Mojo, Raleigh, and Zack Ryder in a second chance tag team match to determine who will face Heath Slater and Rhino for the inaugural SmackDown tag team titles. Chad Gable was injured, so it set up this match. Mojo cutting the ring in half in a big backdrop to Jay. Ryder tags in, big splash for one count. Jimmy gets tagged in and starts the beatdown for the heels. Big double kick by the by Ryder. Missile drop kick off the apron. And Mojo absolutely obliterates the Usos on the outside. I really like the Usos keeping Ryder on the outside of the ring on their side. So there would just be no way for a tag. Really smart psychology there. Backbreaker into a headbutt by Jimmy. Left like out JBL said in commentary. They just do not make mistakes as a team. Running hip attack. And again, the beatdown on their side of the ring. And not getting uh, the... Well, then we get the uh mojo tag. Uh big splash in the corner, the Jay Military Press Slam, Ryder tags in, and Jay that him and Jay exchange on the top, followed by a nice hurricane rana. Jay chop blocks the leg. They had a really nice game plan going in, really attacking the body parts, cutting the ring in half. I really liked it. Um so Jay, like I said, chop blocks the leg. They really attack that right leg like they did with Gable. So a little bit of like foreshadowing there. And Ryder taps out and the Usos win. A very smart match. The heels stayed on their, what, stayed to their style and the faces tried to quicken the pace. A lot of safe moves overall, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Nice showcase for both teams and glad I got around 10 minutes.
1: So, uh, Dylan, what'd you think? I thought it was a pretty pretty safe tag match like I yeah. said it was very predictable um is this when the usos first turned keel
0: yeah i think this yeah. is one of the first matches
2: yeah right yeah or, this was or the first it time was definitely their like,
0: first pay-per-view
1: match right as as oh, heels yes right?
2: oh as heels yes yes yes
1: yes, as heels, heels. so it's cool to see a little more refreshing and this is the usos that we now basically know like their characters yeah. really haven't changed since and um the Usos are great now, so. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty, pretty s- simple, safe tag match, which isn't bad. Uh, no. Very predictable. It was smart. Yeah, um, probably the most predictable result on the show, in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did their job as as being heels, being crafty, like you said, good ring psychology. Uh, not just cutting the ring in half, but simply taking the guy out of the ring, so he mm-hmm. can't even tag. So yeah. Uh, I thought that was a really, really cool, um, really cool stuff there. But um,
2: yeah, it was pretty, pretty safe.
0: All right, Christian, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I I have to agree with that. I mean, I was up and down this match as far as the action go. I thought it was very hit or miss. Some stuff I was like, "Oh wow, that was great." Other stuff I was like, eh, "That wasn't that good. It could have been better." I, I felt like USO's carried a little bit. Hundred percent. Yeah. I agree. No, I I, I, I agree. Mojo Rally. Uh, I don't ask Dylan's guy and all, but no.
0: <laughs> I don't think he looked awful in this match, though.
2: He didn't look as bad as he normally does. I I, I didn't. I never liked Mojo Rally. I'm sorry. I just didn't Zach, like the gimmick. Zack Ryder was fine, but I just think the Usos were clearly carrying this match, and it was very up and down for me. It was a little bit above average for me. I
0: right, would you give it out five?
2: I gave it a two point eight. All right, Dylan. I went two point three.
0: Uh, I gave it a two point seven. So we're uh, right around there. Uh, really entertaining Heath Slater Rhino and Renee Young backstage segment. Also <laughs> a Cruiserweight Classic advertisement. Just re- just remember that boys, yep. that Cruiserweight Classic. Maybe we'll uh, cover it someday on the show because yep. it was fantastic. Yeah. The Miz with Maurice at ringside versus Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title. This was right after that epic promo by The Miz towards Daniel Bryan. The pre match stuff, too. The Miz was at the top of his game. Uh, double leg takedown by Dolph. Really cool cradle pins, and Dolph is controlling the match until a massive strike to the forehead. Love the way Miz avoided the super kick, brought the challenger towards the ropes, and used them to his advantage. Great stuff. Arrow stretched by Miz. And the champion is going right after the right shoulder. The champion's movements were so precise. Ziggler was on skates throughout most of the match. Miz now goes after the lower legs. The full body attack by the Miz. I just love this character by him. Double axe handle using all of his leverage. And the champion is dominant until a flurry of offense by the challenger. Swinging neckbreaker and big elbow to the Miz. The champion hit a sit-up springboard power bomb, which was insane. Attack uh, back to the left leg. Ziggler hits the famouser for a near fall. Sleeper by Ziggler. DDTs by both guys. Figure four by Miz. Super kick, but Miz gets his foot on the rope. Maurice sprays something. Like pepper spray into the eyes of the champion or of the challenger, skull crushing finale, and The Miz retains the title. Uh, pace was slow at times here, but the beatdown by The Miz was sensational. The full body attack, Ziggler played a resilient babyface role really well, and down the stretch, this match really picked up. I really <laughs> enjoyed what we got here because we saw a different Miz, and the Intercontinental title felt important. And th- so that's what I really liked about this match. Um, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So uh, Dylan, starting with you, what'd you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the Miz, I've said this numerous times, is one of the cleanest, safest workers I think WWE has had, or ever had, really. Um, Ziggler can sell like no one. Um, he's, he's, he's great. So it didn't shock me that this match was actually very good, very entertaining. Uh, this is probably peak Miz. During yes. this IC title run, probably the best Miz that we've ever seen. And Dolph held his own as well. This match went on for almost 20 minutes. And I, I, I dug the fact that it was more of a slow burn. It was this kind of feeling out, let's wrestle a little bit, some chain yeah. wrestling. And then and then it picks up to, you know, like you said, the beat down and the high impact moves. I dig that. I dig that a lot. Um the Miz winning, not mad about it. Um, it was the right call. Yeah, this was, this was a very good feud. I think this eventually led to... I think they had a title versus career match at one point. Um, and Ziggler just is great on the mic during this feud. But um, mm. I really enjoyed this. It was one of my favorite matches of 2016, to be honest, which wasn't really, really a great year because, you know, the brand split. Yeah. and Raw's roster definitely seemed more top-heavy than, than SmackDown's, I think, at the time, outside of AJ Styles, but yeah, I thought this was a very, very well done match.
0: Yeah. They I know really each other it. very
1: well, too. So, Yeah. Christian, what do you think? I,
2: I think it was well done, too. It was a little bit safe, but with these two workers, I mean, that, that's what these guys are. These guys are meant to be you know, safer workers, going to do the fundamental type stuff, get in, get out of the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Really clean workers. So you weren't going to see very many botches because no matter what you think of Dolph Ziggler, he's – Solid in the ring, he's not like sensational, but he's solid. He'll get the job done. Miz will get the job done. It'll be a safe match, which it was, but I don't think that hurt it too much. It wasn't incredible to me, but I thought it was fair.
0: Yeah, uh, Don, what'd you give it out of five?
2: I went three point five.
0: All right, uh, Christian, what'd you give it?
2: I only gave it a three.
0: I give it a three point five as well. I really enjoyed it. I the Miz's character, the beep down. I, dude, the, the Miz was on fire at this time. And I, great to see.
1: I think I think this on. is like a oh. like a like a perfect icy title match. Yes. Good wrestling, good action. A lot of time. Yeah. So yeah.
0: so Bray Wyatt came to the ring, was supposed to face Randy Orton, but Melcher reported before that Randy was not cleared to compete. So he would have a no-holds barred match against Kane. These two go right after each other, clothesline on the outside. Huge uppercut by Kane. Diving cross body by Bray. Wyatt uses a chair to continue to create separation, but goes right after the attack on the big red machine. Chair shots galore, but Kane hits a DDT on the chair. Side block slain by Kane. Massive lariat by the Eater Worlds. Mox Orton and connects with a wicked senton through the announce table. Facial expressions by Bray tell the whole story here. Wyatt mocks the Undertaker, but Kane hits a choke slam for a two count. Enziguri on the on the chair for a two count by Bray. That chair was bent in half. Oh my goodness, that chair was just not not doing well after that uh, spot there. Orton comes out gingerly, hits an RKO, another choke slam for the victory for Kane. Storytelling made a lot of sense with the Orton stuff, and this was a fight love the use of the chair and the outside spots obviously i think we all agree that wyatt should have won but uh, even though it was two on one i i think wyatt you know looking strong was probably the better route to go this was a very change of pace because you needed something like a bigger fight that in the middle of everything else going on here so we like the change of pace but um the match was fine But uh, the wrong winner, I think. But Christian, go ahead.
2: I mean, the thing about the wrong winner is they did kind of protect him in a way. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think it hurts him that much. But a win here for Bray, especially against Kane, how would is Kane to this point? God knows. He's like 70 years old. (laughs) So, I mean, it doesn't help the fact he lost to Kane, but... I mean, it protects him with the fact that Orton came out. I, it, it, this was a physical match, though. Yeah. It was a very physical match. And with Bray, I mean, that's how he's going to be. And, yeah, Kyle, you said that chair got used up.
0: Yeah, it did. And I thought Kane sold well for Bray.
2: He did. He sold very well. I mean, that, he's a veteran, so... Can't hate on him too much. He did his job, just wrong winner.
0: Very underrated seller was Kane, oh. I thought. But uh, yeah. don't go ahead.
1: Yeah, I I'm, you know, gonna sound like a broken record. Wyatt should have won here. Yes. Um, I'm not I thought the match itself was actually better than it had any reason to be. Yeah. Yes. Um but I do think something that you guys didn't say, Orton should not have gotten involved.
0: Yeah, you yeah, have to I agree.
1: I think I think it looks makes Wyatt look even weaker in the sense of not only did he lose to Kane, who's probably 20, 30 years older than him at the time. No disrespect, but yeah. Um, but he attacks Orton backstage and then Orton just comes out, hits an RKO and then he loses his match. I get from a storyline standpoint to continue the feud, but you could still continue the feud considering Bray attacked Orton. Orton didn't have to get involved in the match could have. to keep the story going. And they could still have a match at the next pay-per-view, whatever that was. So yeah. I think it does make Bray look a little weak considering he beats Orton down and then Orton just kind of gingerly limps but then hits a picture perfect RKO like nothing happened. So yeah. I I I I'm not crazy about that. All in all though, the match itself was good. It's just the ending killed it for me. Uh would you give it a five? I went a two point two.
0: Oh wow. Uh Christian, go ahead.
2: Everything involved
0: to go 2.9 yeah I get I gave it a three I, I thought it was fine I didn't like the <clears throat> I didn't like to finish myself um, Orton coming out Dylan made a really good point Uh, made it very predictable what was going to happen but um, you know in my in my defense so I think Orton comes out and Brace still wins I think that makes him look really strong so yeah. I don't think Orton coming out was an awful thing if they just Change the winner, basically. So I think it was the wrong move.
1: I think it was the wrong move. The moment even Orton Bray, walks even if, down the ramp... Even yeah. if Bray wins, you think it's the wrong move? I, I just wouldn't have... I would have Orton sell that better. I wouldn't even appear him on TV, like okay. on, on camera. I would have... Yeah. I think okay. it would have been much better result going yeah. the other way.
2: I got a question for you, too, about this. Yeah. What, what involvement did Kane have to be in this match? Like, why did they choose Kane? Yeah,
1: Dylan,
0: yeah, once you go into that, because
1: you'll...
2: So, Wyatt's
1: debut main roster match, when he was the brave Wyatt character, was against Kane, I believe. So there was history there. That's really it, though, to okay. my knowledge. That's it. They've had a match in the past, they've had history in the past.
2: Because it felt so
0: random. They needed to replace well, they Horton. Well, needed, they needed to, yeah, they need to replace Horton.
1: Which doesn't make sense because if he wasn't medically cleared to wrestle a match, why the hell are they letting him get physical? Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently he was dealing with a concussion. Yeah, that was know. the report. I think I it just doesn't make sense to me.
2: They messed that up. Yeah, yeah, big time. You're not
1: allowed to get physical when you have a concussion, guys. Don't ever do it.
2: Don't. Well, you could, but
1: nope, don't yeah. do it.
0: Don't I mean, you it. could do like Randy Orton, but uh, yeah, we do not advise that. Yeah, uh,
2: I played a football game on concussion once. Don't want to hear it.
0: Hey, so did Thad Castle from Blue Mountain. So State. did so did a uh, uh,
2: Tua. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he went stiff uh, for five weeks.
0: So free agent Heath Slater. And Rhino versus He's got the Usos. He's got kids for the for the inaugural SmackDown Tag Team titles. Heath takes their early advantage. Rhino shoulder tackles Jimmy. Heath fought off a double team, but Usos suplex Heath into the steel post. Love the double team maneuvers, really bringing the physicality. And JBL putting over how important the brand split was in this match. Usos like the last match, keeping the babyfaces in the corner. Axe handle. Backbreaker for two count. The smart, methodical beatdown by the Usos in their corner. Man, I love the psychology in this match. Keeping the big threat on the apron. Double cross body does finally create separation for Heath. Rhino does get tagged in. Belly to belly to Jay Uso. Double neckbreaker by Heath. Super kick. Gore by Rhino. Heath rolls on top of Jimmy. And we have new tag team champions. Heath, Sl- or Heath Slater has a job, Dylan. So really good ending to this story, I thought. The match itself was very safe, like the first one, putting over the heel work of the Usos. I did enjoy the psychology, like the last match. Uh, Right winners, and the match did its job very well. Um, I mean, you you had to finish that story with Slater and Rhino. Uh, They're like kind of the wild card here. So having them going all the way and being those first champions, I, I really enjoyed that move. So Dylan, what do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not against it. The match could have been better. Um, yeah. But the story was great. The moment was great. Heath Slater was red hot in 2016. Oh, Remember, yeah. He's got kids. And you know yep. what? Because he won the tag titles, he's able to get that double wide. Yeah. That he's always wanted. Remember, it said after the match, yo, Bula, Bula? is that her name? We'll yeah. get the double wide. And he sure. said he called the match one of his biggest moments of his life besides a couple of his kids being born. <laughs> so great character work by Heath Slater here. Uh, Rhino looked good despite the fact he's, you know, a little older and uh, probably lost a step or two. But I thought the Usos did their part well. Um, I saw a lot of people say, like, the Usos could have won here and, and they could have just given uh, Heath Slater a contract for just being close. But I think, I think it is a better moment that he won. Yes. Yep. I'm not against the comedy, you know, yes, this was a comedy tag team. The Usos is a more serious team. In certain moments, in certain stories, it's okay that they win. And, and and I think this is one of those instances. So I'm not against it. I thought it was a really cool moment. And, um, yeah, that was a nice, nice, nice clean match. Nothing crazy. All right, Christian, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I actually enjoyed this match a lot. I mean, the Usos, they can wrestle any tag team. I mean, let's, let's just say it how it is. Yeah. yeah. Wrestle a tag team and carry them if they have to. They are that good of a tag. Team. Yep. I know they bore some people, especially recently. But the Usos can go, man. I think the Usos are better now than they were seven years ago. Oh, oh. and they were good. And they were good then. They were yeah. still babies seven years ago. Now they're full-grown adults. Probably yeah. top three tag team in the world.
1: I... That's that's the debatable for number
0: one
2: for them. I, I, I got. got... I got a hot take about him, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. Heath and Rhino actually surprised me in this match. I wasn't expecting Rhino to look as good as he did. I know this wasn't ECW Rhino, which, by the way, did you guys catch the uh, part where they were chanting ECW and Rhino's just out there smiling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Heath has always been great. I love the impact nowadays. The 3MB gimmick I didn't care for, but this Heath was funny and entertaining and a solid worker. All four of these guys were solid. Heath was always
1: entertaining.
2: I do yeah, want to say was. that.
1: He wasn't always the best wrestler, but he was so, so good on the mic, so good, whatever character they gave him. Made the Neat. best out of nothing, basically. Need guys like that on your roster. Absolutely. But uh, Christian, would you give it R-Truth, another one, too. I went 3.3. All right, Dylan. I went 2.7. I mean, it was a good match, but I'm not going into threes.
0: Uh, I give it a three. I, I really I, I really enjoyed it. So uh, we're going to get to the main event here. AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. Man, that guy looks familiar. For the WWE <laughs> world title. The pre-match video package was well done, and the heel was unbelievable. Mannerisms by Ambrose walking down the ramp was awesome as well. Tie up and here we go. Few pinning attempts. A lot of Styles bragging about his accomplishments to the crowd. A few arm drags into a suplex by Ambrose. Styles cuts him off, takes advantage. Neckbreaker by Styles and really st- slowing down the brawling style of Ambrose. Elbow drop to the neck and that is the new point of attack. AJ continues to dominate with a picture perfect drop kick and a big kick to the champion. Very smart selling by Ambrose throughout the match, and AJ will not give him a second to breathe. The commentary also was excellent throughout this match.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. The story here was that Styles is just one step ahead until Ambrose connects with an avalanche belly-to-back suplex on the top. Dean has all the momentum, backbreaker for a two-count, elbow drop from the champion to the outside, and the pace is getting fast. Wheelbarrow face buster by the champ, but AJ reverses with a vertical suplex. Ludwin AJ dropped his knee right into the calf of Dean uh, on the corner and the beatdown continues full body beatdown taken away the the base of Ambrose calf killer Dean reverses by driving AJ's head into the canvas then catapults him into the ring post love how quickly Dean attacked him tried to get him back in the ring uh, and win it with urgency just the little things uh Urshigaroshi by AJ, spin out power bomb, for a two count, and these two are pulling out all the stops. Springboard 450, Dean Reversion to a neckbreaker, Suicida, then a big axe handle over the barricade. These two continue to give their last burst of energy. Riff gets knocked down with a and then a low blow by Styles. Styles clash, and we have a new WWE champion. The path, the sorry, the the pace was slow at times. I I really enjoyed this match. AJ attacking the body parts as Dean was trying to brawl and fight his style. Very back and forth. The title also felt super important, which it needed to be. Uh, I really enjoyed this title match. So, Dylan, what would you
1: think? Yeah, I thought it was a great match. Um, Probably the best Dean Ambrose match. Uh, Uh, Singles match since I believe he wrestled a match against Triple H. At, at that year's roadblock right before wrestlemania oh, that was that
0: fantastic was, that was
1: another killer match um uh, ambrose was red hot at this time uh very over with the crowd the issue is that he wasn't a great world champion something that he learned to do better later in his career No, he
0: was not a great and he that, was, that does have something to do with booking as well
1: yeah yeah i mean it's just it's just a shame uh, to be honest, because he was, like I said, so red hot, just wasn't a great world champion, poorly booked. I believe his first title re- defense was against Dolph Ziggler. No disrespect to Dolph, but I don't think that was a true main event mm-hmm. world title match. Um, so given the belt to Styles here, definitely the right move. In 2016, Styles is arguably the best wrestler on the main roster outside of... I mean, you could debate Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, who was hurt at this time, at, at Kevin Owens, but it was Styles is up. Yeah, Styles is up there, probably the best one that they had in 2016. Um, so it's the right move to put the belt on him, being a heel character too. I I I think it freshens things up a little bit. I love a heel champion. A lot of people don't. I love a cocky, snarky heel, um, and especially one as good as Styles. It just makes the most sense. You know what I mean? When yep. he says he says I'm the best performer, and then he goes out and proves it, I love heel champions like that. So giving him the belt was great here. Um, the match itself very clean, very crisp. Two very good workers, um, and like you said, the world title felt very important here, um, as it should. Main events of the show like it should, and a great match all around.
2: Christian, what do you think? I think this main event was the perfect storm. Uh, mm-hmm. You got all types of storytelling. The action was great. I mean, AJ Styles working on uh the knee of Dean Ambrose. I almost said John Moxley. <laughs> but uh and him slowing down the pace to really work on the knee and wrench the knee, because that was that was kind of another story in this match that Dean was kind of gimpy or what what'd they say? They said I don't know. They said he was dealing with something about his knee, and Styles was slowing the match down to work on it. I thought that was great storytelling. Styles has always been one of the cleaner workers in the world. Hundred percent. Maybe never, maybe never the number one worker in the world, but but pretty
0: darn close.
2: Yeah, top ten, top five, top three on some people's list. I don't put him that high, but you know that's food for another day. This match was really well rounded. Dean held his own. I'm glad they gave the title to Styles, and this was his a uh, debut year in WWE too, right? Yep. Yeah. 2016 for a rumble. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this match was. It wasn't flawless, but it was close. It was really well done. I thought it was phenomenal.
1: No point intended.
2: <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoyed the pacing of the match. I enjoyed the action we got. Really well done by these two. What'd you uh,
0: give it a five?
2: I went four point four. All right, Dylan. Yeah, I was at four point
1: three.
0: I was at four point three as well. Uh, Really, really good main event, and um, and that closed the show. So, uh, Dylan, would you like to give your final analysis, grade out of ten, and then your match of the night?
1: Yeah, I'm not super crazy about brand exclusive shows. Um, This one, I think, was a success. There was definitely different. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely, I feel, more filler than I think people are, are, are commenting on, especially, you know, around then. Um, but the important matches felt important. The IC title felt like like a, a true prize. The world title felt like the world title. Tag titles, eh, you know, I I, I like the story, but, you know, could have had a better match there probably. Good storytelling, I think, throughout the night, you know, with the with the Orton injury and... and you know, like I said, Styles winning the title, which was a big deal. His first, first title in WWE. The guy who never seemed like he was ever going to go to WWE wins the major prize. I thought that was really cool. Um, the one thing I will say about brand exclusive shows, they were much more digestible. This yes. ma- the, the, the night only went about two and a half hours. Six I think matches. That's, yeah, I think that's perfect. Six, seven matches, two and a half hours. I think it each each match got time to breathe a little bit. I think the shortest match was only eleven minutes, which was I believe the uh the Kane Wyatt match. yep still not bad pacing um so all in all, well paced night, definitely some filler there, but you know first first show of the the brand exclusive shows in 2016 couldn't ask for a much better night, to be honest. I think it was a good start. all
0: um, right Christian, what did you think? Oh, sorry about that you' still going
1: Oh no, 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 go ahead.
2: Coming into this uh, pay per view, I didn't have that high of expectations or hopes. I seen the card. I was kind of like, eh, I mean, there, there's going to be some safe book in here. A lot of the matches are going to be safe, but I was like, let's let it play out. Let's see how it does. The matches, as far as action went, weren't bad. No, and and the, sto- the storytelling was there for most of the matches. That that six woman match. I didn't have any high hopes for. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of meh work, but I, it was one of the matches I really enjoyed. And yep. the that hit, I thought it was a very decently well done night. Some things I could do without, but that's every pay-per-view in today's world. Even I thought it was a very fair night. I actually enjoyed it.
0: No, I did as well. Um, one thing about the brand exclusive pay-per-views, it, it allows you to go deeper into your roster so, you got to use some names that we wouldn't see when it's, you know, both brands in one. So, that's what I really like about the brand exclusive pay per views. It really allows new faces to show, which I'm really excited for. Well, we're hoping Triple H runs everything and it goes they may, smooth. They may bring but,
1: brand exclusive shows back, I heard.
0: And it's I hope possibly. they do that. I really hope they do that because it will give a Candice LeRae, Mia Yim time to shine. As of I, now, you know, you saw all of the women in that match. So um I, I was really impressed by, by them in that match. I honestly like I thought the tag team titles felt important because they had two matches for it. They had a semifinal. They could have done SmackDown, but they said no, we're gonna do it here. So you know that tournament really meant something. Now you know the gimmick with uh Heath Slater and Rhino, I get it, it was a little comedy But um, I still think they tried for it to feel important, and I think they succeeded in some ways. Um, And even the Bray match, dude, if if Bray won, I mean, we're having a different story of this being a very, very high grade. Yeah. Um, But I I, I really enjoyed the night. Um, Grade out of 10, I'm going to go right out of seven flat. Uh, I, I think it was really good. Um, you know, there's some things that I would have changed, but, you know, I'm not complaining too much. It, it really felt different, and the commentary team was absolutely sensational. I thought David Otunga was great, and, um, and uh, we all know how good Morrow is, which um, Christian will get when we get uh, deeper into NXT Black and Gold, but um, I really enjoyed it. And my match tonight, obviously, was the uh, main event. But uh, Dylan, what was your uh, grade out of 10?
1: Yeah, great out of 10. I'm with you. I'm right out of 7. I thought it was a very clean night. Uh, somewhat safe, uh, which isn't always a bad thing. No. Uh, match of the night definitely goes to the world title match. However, I do want to give uh, even more shine to the IC title match. I can't get over how how clean that match was. Um, yeah. So definitely an honorable mention there. I do want to say this about brand exclusive shows. So yes, I'm not a fan of them. that's because i think they've been done poorly in the past i don't think the rosters have been as deep in the past if they do it now i think the rosters are much deeper i think there's it's not so much top heavy so i think it yeah i think it could be a success now but in 2016 yes the rosters were somewhat thin definitely better than they were in the 2000s when they were doing exclusive shows but so if they do come back i'm a little more optimistic this time around um but, yeah, I will say I'm not crazy about brand-exclusive shows, but I get your point. It lets you show uh, members of your roster that nor- normally won't get a pay-per-view showing. So um, yeah. But, yeah, I thought Backlash was still a good night.
0: All right, Christian, would you give
1: it out of 10?
2: I am also right at a 7. Okay. Match of the night, uh, I mean, obviously, come on now, uh, Kane and Bray Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, give me John Moxley and uh, um, AJ. Shattel. AJ.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that was the best match of the night, and um, this was a little bit better when we uh when I said we're doing 2016, we we're like, what Oop. happened on 2016? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it was a little bit better than what we expected going in, so that's never a bad thing. I only remembered one match.
1: I only remember. I, re- one I match.
0: remembered only AJ being the main event. I couldn't yep. even remember who we faced.
1: Yeah, I remember the main event, and that was it.
0: Yep, but um. <laughs> We're going to move right along. Um, Dylan, what was your dummy
1: moment of the week? So my dummy moment of the week goes to uh, AEW. And this is going to be a little bit of a conversation after I get to why it's AEW. Um, So it was reported that AEW, um, let me see if I can get this right. The April 28th show of Rampage was reported that it brought in 394,000 viewers. Oh, wait, was that
0: the last one?
1: Yeah, this past rampage. Oh, However, I got. It.
0: They, yeah. they. I think they said two. Oh, yeah. is this what you're going into?
1: Correct. Yep. Oh, so you're bad. right. Yep. Um, later on, it was re-emphasized that the night actually only did 298, so the already low rating was actually even lower than originally reported. So my question to you guys: AW has Dynamite, yep. which draws decent numbers. Granted, it's on Dynamite's on TBS. Yes. Yes, um, so it's not on a super major network. Um, so that factors into ratings a little bit, so we have to keep that in mind. It's not like it's on Fox or ESPN or whatever. Um, and now they have rampage, which does not do good numbers at all, it seems like. And now they're gonna add a third weekly show, which is gonna be two hours on a Saturday, which isn't Religion. the what yeah, which isn't the best night to put a weekly show on considering, Think of all the stuff that happens on Saturdays. You have WWE runs pay-per-views now on Saturdays. The UFC runs their pay-per-views on Saturdays, which always do big numbers despite being super fucking expensive. Um, And all the major sporting events are on the weekends. So you're going to put a weekly show potentially going up against these major events that are going to happen. Is AEW backing themselves into a corner by having too much content? Well, now, I, I think it's. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say. Remember when Monday Night Raw launched in 1993? They didn't start SmackDown for six years. Yeah. This will be AEW's third weekly show in four years. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. Because Dynamite launched in 2019. We're in 20. Yeah. So three shows launched in four years. When it took WWE, who had been around a very long time, by the way, before Raw even started. It took them a significant amount of time to even think about doing a sec- second weekly show. WCW ran into an issue with this, where they had Nitro, it was successful, and then they tried to do Thunder, and it sucked. And then it's just... Is AEW backing themselves in a the corner by having too much content?
0: Well, I think the what they have to do first is they just need to cut uh, Rampage. I think that's the easiest thing to do. I've cut <laughs> that. Not at a great time slot either, 10 p.m. on Friday? Yeah, f- yeah, 10 p.m. on Friday. Who's actually watching that? You I know, work early have... Saturdays. I'm not watching Rampage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and especially Dynamite. They don't load the shows. There's not a, a lot of, like, advancing stories that we care about. So I'm not against them cutting Rampage and then doing Collision. Yeah. If you're going to have all three, I, I I I don't know. I just don't know what the concept's going to be for all of them. Um, now they have a roster where, you know, they can definitely showcase three shows because yeah. it's deep. Not a lot of people get a, that time to shine. So I'm not against a two hour one. I don't love the Saturday time slot, but, you know, I, there's people like Kip Sabian uh, that need some time that need some TV time as well. So um, I'm not against it if they cut Dem- or sorry, if they cut rampage. I think that has to go because um, that is just yes. not working.
2: I agree with you. Christian, what do you think? Well, my thing about it is, this is the best example I can think of about the Saturday Night Web Show. We're all football fans here. What are we going to watch on Saturdays in the fall all day long, including night? Exactly.
1: I, just, yeah. I I just don't think Saturday is the right day. Why not do it on a Thursday?
2: As as big of a wrestling fan I am, I'm an even bigger football fan, so I'm going to watch the football over the wrestling any day of the week. I know that's not everybody. Not everybody's interested well, in it.
0: And that's not including – the MLB, you know, going throughout the summer, the playoffs UFC. going on for hockey. Yeah, the UFC. I, I mean, there's a lot of people that care about. It. I really don't, but and then you get stuff like the USFL. So, so I mean, there's there's just a lot on to go a lot against going it
1: going on on a Saturday. There's I, a I, lot I just, of racing. So yeah, I'm not I'm not mad about the third show. I do want to emphasize that. I do think Rampage needs to go. Yes. So I think they only need two shows. Rampage needs to be cut, like you said. Yes, um,
2: I agree. You disagree? I think they need to cut Rampage, cut the Saturday show, and make Dynamite a three-hour show. I don't like now, three-hour
1: wrestling shows that aren't pay-per-views. i no, be honest.
2: I know, Raw has a lot to get through. I know. We can, <laughs> but the, the problem with WWE is Raw ha, or, uh, WWE has two shows. They mm-hmm. don't need a three-hour show. They can run two two-hour shows. Dynamite can be just one three-hour show. You can get all your stuff in. And as long as you don't have another show, I don't think a 3 I'm not as against a three-hour show as you guys are.
0: Yeah, I don't think I am either.
2: For for one thing, the first wrestling event I ever attended was this year. It was the best three hours of my life, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't care. Maybe it was just because I was there in person, and it's a little bit different. (laughs) But the problem with WWE is they have two shows. That's why I'm a guest three-hour show. But if you do just one three-hour show a week and that's it, I don't think that's as bad as one three-hour show and then one two-hour show.
0: Well, it, it, if you book it correctly, right? I mean, look at what the impact Triple H had on Raw. I mean, for, mm-hmm. some, for a long span, we couldn't miss it. So if you do it right, I think a three-hour show could work. I'm on the fence. I would do one long one than three. You know, I, I'm, I'm right there with them. I would not do three shows at all. Now, doing two twos is fine. But if, if you can make people like invested into one show, I don't think it's an awful idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And this nah. is
2: like WWE, where you have certain superstars signed to brands. All your superstars basically go on the same brand. Yeah, so you can just yeah. run a show and have them all show up there.
1: Well, yeah. apparently AEW is going to split the roster a little bit. Not so much like a brand split like WWE is doing with a draft, but more more wrestlers will be featured or. The wrestlers that'll be featured on Saturday apparently won't be featured on Wednesday. That's the report that I'm reading. I don't know if that's going to be true or not. So don't yeah, take we'll that. See. But yeah, I just I I don't know. I think I think they're doing too much too soon. Because remember, these are just the three shows that are on TV. This doesn't count Dark that's on YouTube. This doesn't count the Dark Elevation. Yeah, this doesn't count the reality show that they're trying to do or are doing. Um, I don't know. I just think you know there was once upon a time during the past WWE brand split where they were doing two pay-per-views a month plus Raw and SmackDown and NXT was also doing stuff. And it just felt like oversaturation at a certain point. And I'm wondering if like, I, I worry that that's going to happen with AEW. I hope I'm wrong, but you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Christian, what do you got?
2: Oh boy. Let's, uh, let's suit up for this one. Vince McMahon is my dummy moment. Shocking. All right. I don't even know if I want to say this one. This, this one's bad. So our good friend Mansour, who I know we all have an opinion of, but what Vince McMahon tried to do with him and Mustafa Ali was very, very, very wrong. They wanted them to, to run a storyline where they were the rest of, where they were the people behind the 9/11 bombings. Mm. because of their nationality and all that. Now, I'm not a Mansoor fan. The Stock ali is fine with me, but Mansoor, no. You don't do that, though. No. So, not, with no. That. not with that. No. 9-11 that- is the single worst event to ever happen in this country, and you're wanting to make a story out of it.
0: I mean, that's but that's who Vince is, that's though. Vince. He, he will yep. turn it into money if he's – now, I don't even know how like the normal person even thinks of stuff like this. Yeah, but uh, this is but this is what Endeavor is putting back, you yep. know, to WWE. This is what they want is someone like that. So that someone really needs to give them reality check and be like, listen, th- this is the guy that we really want over Triple H, really. So I, I don't know. That's that's not a good look.
2: No. I was disgusted. Not yeah, I don't,
1: I don't even have words. I'm not yeah. even going to
0: Yeah, it's I just, just move on. It's, that's Vince for you. That's who they McMahon. want. Yep. yep. Uh, so we're going to go to mine really quick. So as always, Vince will at least get half of mine moving forward. But the other half goes to Vince Vince McMahon. While making an appearance on WWE after the bell, Trish Stratus was praising the likes of Victoria, Stacey Cleek. Stacey Keebler, and Tori Wilson. She also commented on them being wrestlers, a term that Vince banned for many years, and she never understood why they could not say what they literally do. This has been something that irked me for years, because it just doesn't make sense why wrestlers can't say wrestlers. So not letting them say what they actually do I don't know. Like I th- this is just something like other wrestlers are starting to say it as well. Like th- this is just like I don't it- it's really weird. Never it, made like sense. it's really it just does not make sense, but don't what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I t- you can make a whole segment. We can make a whole show about the stuff that Vince McMahon has banned that makes no sense. First off, they can't say hospital. It's a oh, fucking hospital. Oh, dude, we hospital. should make Dude, we should make a tournament bracket out of that. I think I think we just created a show. <laughs> we should make a tournament bracket on the stuff that Vincent Van's banned. But anyway, can't say can't say hospital. Can't say their own profession, which is professional wrestling. Can't say belt. Can't say belt. It's a it's a title. Which can't I mean, say war. Yeah, I'm not I'm not as mad about the belt title thing. Whatever, uh, but yeah, you can't I like say belt. belt. Um yeah, can't say, you know, the, the the war machine had their names changed yeah. to War Raiders and then when they got to the main roster, Vince was like, Oh, we can't have war on major networks. Even though, yeah, whatever. Um, even though they were on pay per view. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, dude, Vince is just Vince is gonna Vince. Back to yep. back stories of uh all I can say is, you know, that's Vince McMahon. Yep. It's just yeah, like it it's just like we're numb to it at this point, which is sad.
0: Yeah. But uh, we definitely got a show idea for uh, maybe the next few months. Yep. So, um, so Dylan, before we head out, can you tell the
1: viewers what we're doing next week? Yeah. So uh, next week we are going to be reacting to everything that happened on this weekend's backlash event. So we just did the 2016 one to hype up this year's event. I think the card actually is very good outside of one particular match, which I'm not. I don't want to get Christian all hyped up at the end of the but show. Seth should make it okay. If Seth doesn't win, this night's a failure. Sorry. I don't know.
0: I, I, I I've been looking at betting odds. I know it doesn't really matter, but Omos is the favorite.
1: Anyway, yeah, so we'll be talking about what happened at Backlash <laughs> and hopefully it's a positive show. And not not us ranting. Yeah. But yeah, man. yeah, that's what we're doing next week. If Seth Rollins loses, Christian has to be on the show. 100%. Well, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll see what happens. But um, we got some really cool stuff, even past Backlash. Obviously, we have NXT and then we have a couple more brackets we're doing, just all kinds of different things. So hopefully, everyone is it's as excited as we are. Thanks for listening to this point. You guys got anything else before we head out?
1: I'm really excited for the Defensive Man bracket. Yeah. 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 Also, I'm well, excited uh, to see the uh, Packers with uh, the Vince, uh, Vince Lombardi trophy this year. Yeah, he's going to put his bank account on it. So I am. Yeah, all $50 all, uh, of it. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say, it's all $49.
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, we will catch everyone next week for WWE's Backlash.